Today I want to begin a brand new sermon series that is based on a single word that appears in the Bible a whopping 892 times. And you can see on the screen the word is again. Now I realize that this is at first glance not that impressive of a word. It doesn't seem like a very noble or important word until you stop to realize that this word shows up in some of the most important verses in the Bible. Verses that are critical to our faith and our understanding of God's plan for our lives. For example, in John 3, 3, Jesus said to Nicodemus, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Eleven chapters later, when his disciples are very discouraged, Jesus said to them, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Romans 14.9 says, Christ died and rose again. Jeremiah 31.34, God says, and I will forgive their wickedness and will never again remember their sins. Friends, I could go on and on and on with verses like this where that word shows up in a powerful way. Um, If that word wasn't in the Bible, we wouldn't have the same faith. We wouldn't have the same uh, Savior. We wouldn't have the same future. This is a critical, critical word. And so it's the word that I decided to focus on for three weeks. For the next three weeks, I'm going to challenge you each week to do something again. And today's challenge is to try again. Are you in a situation right now where you're wearing down and wearing out and thinking about quitting? Um, Maybe it's your marriage that has you feeling this way. Maybe it's become so tedious so difficult day in and day out that every day you just think about how wonderful it would be to not be married. Maybe it's your job that has you feeling this way. Maybe there's not a day at work that you don't fantasize about storming into your boss's office and giving him a piece of your mind and then turning around and walking straight out the door. And the only thing that keeps you from doing it is you don't have another job lined up and you have bills to pay, and you're not sure how you would pay those bills, and so you keep going, but boy, you'd really like to quit. Maybe you're a student, and you've still got a couple of years to go on your education, but boy, you're so sick of school. Been going to school your whole life. You're sick of it. You think about maybe quitting for a while and finishing up some other time. Maybe you're a Christian. And you feel like God hasn't been faithful to you. You've been praying about a problem in your life. He hasn't answered. Nothing has happened. Maybe you're frustrated with God. You feel like He hasn't been honoring His promises to you. And and maybe sometimes you get up and you think, what's the point of going to church? Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes the biggest challenge we face in life is not winning but simply going the distance. It's simply hanging in there until the bitter end 
And, and God understands that this will often be our biggest challenge, and that's why he has filled the scriptures with verses that talk about not quitting, but trying again. For example, Proverbs 24, 16 says, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Paul says, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 and 9, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Hebrews 12, 12 says, take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. One of my favorite verses, James 1, 12, says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Believe me, these verses just scratch the surface of what God has said in his word about the importance of hanging in there when you're frustrated, hanging in there when you feel like quitting and trying again. When you're discouraged, when Satan is in your ear trying to convince you that it's time to give up, that's when taking one more step, trying one more time, is the ultimate victory. Now, today... I want you to understand that some things it's okay to quit. There are things you will get involved in in your life that are really not all that important. There will be things you'll get involved in in life that may be dragging you down and hurting you, and when that happens, you need to quit. You ought to quit. It's good to quit. So I'm not saying that you should never quit anything. What I'm saying is that there are some things in life that are really important. They involve the vows we have made. They involve the commitments we have made. They are critical to God's plan for our lives. And when you get discouraged in one of those areas, then you need to understand, it's time to try again. And as you try again, I want you to consider three facts. First of all, trying again will keep you from becoming a victim. America has always been known as the land of the free. But nowadays it seems more like the land of the guilt-free. Because nobody wants to take responsibility for anything anymore. Instead of standing up and owning their actions, most people nowadays want to blame somebody else. And in doing so, they take on the role of the victim. Listen to these words I ran across in my reading. It says, if you want to get rich in America today, invest in victimization. It's America's fastest growing industry. Millions of people make a fat paycheck by identifying victims, representing victims, interviewing victims, treating victims, insuring victims, counseling victims, making movies about victims, writing books about victims, and of course, being victims. If Adam and Eve had lived in our world, they would be featured on uh, television talk shows. They would cry as they told their story about the awful serpent who tricked them and the unfair God who refused to let them eat whatever they wanted. At some point during the interview, their famous attorney would be brought in to explain what a dire offense had been perpetrated against them and how they would soon be suing both Satan and God for damages. Somebody said the difference between the Bible and modern culture is that in the Bible, you need a savior. In modern culture, you need a scapegoat. 
And who needs a scapegoat more than a person who has just quit? Who needs a scapegoat more than the person who's just thrown in the towel? I tell you, it never fails. It never fails. You talk to somebody who's just quit church. I've done it hundreds of times. And it never fails. You talk to somebody who's just quit church, and the first words out of their mouth will be all the things the church has done to hurt them. All the ways the church has let them down. All the ways the church has disappointed them. Of course, nothing they've done has been wrong. But it's all the church. They're playing the role of the victim. You talk to somebody who's just filed for divorce. What's the first words out of their mouths? All the things their spouse did to disappoint them. All the things their spouse did to mistreat them. When you quit something you know is important, you immediately take on the role of a victim, whether you realize it's what you're doing or not. You start thinking like a victim. You start talking like a victim. You start acting like a victim. Why? Because you want people to be on your side. You want people to, to favor you in the situation. You want sympathy. Now, of course, there are a lot of true victims in this world. But there aren't near as many as you think. Because a lot of people are just playing the role. They've quit something important. And they're trying to justify it. And so they're blaming everybody else. Because that's easier than trying again. Secondly, trying again will prove that you value your investment. Back in the early 2000s, I went through a very dark period in my ministry here. I can honestly say there was a period of time when every single day I thought about resigning. It was during that period when we were building this building. Some of you who were around in those days will remember how difficult that was, some of the setbacks we've had, some of the difficulties we ran into. And I came to the place where I just didn't think I could take it anymore. Looking back, I can tell you that there were a few dear friends in this church who kept me going and who encouraged me with their steadfast support. And then one other thing that kept me from leaving is the investment that I had made in this church. As I stand before you today, I've been the minister of this church for almost half my life. Even then, I had been the minister of this church for a full quarter of my life. And I'll be honest, there were days when that's the only reason I didn't quit. Because I didn't want to throw all of that away and go somewhere else and start over. The time and energy that I had put into this work and the things that we had accomplished together were important to me. And I did not want to give that up. Not long ago, a woman told me that she was going to fight for her marriage instead of filing for divorce. And it wasn't because she was in love with her husband. 
she said she had come to the place where she didn't even like him anymore. I want to read to you what she wrote to me in an email. She said, we've been together for so many years. We've raised kids and built so much history together. I just can't bring myself to throw all that away. My friends are all telling me that I ought to dump him and get on with my life. But what they don't understand is that my family is my life. Even though our marriage isn't very good right now, I value what we've built and I'm willing to fight for it. Friends, that is a great attitude. Too many people are willing to take what they've worked so hard for. The sacrifices. Just, just the, the effort and the relationships. They're willing to take that and throw it on the trash heap of history as if it's a bunch of garbage. Trying again will prove that you value the investment you've made. And finally this morning, trying again will give God more time to work. Now, I know you might say, well, God's had plenty of time to work. I've been praying for years, and God hasn't done anything. My question is, are you sure he hasn't done anything? Could it be that he has been working all along, that he's been doing actually a lot, but he just hasn't been doing what you want him to do? Let me give you an example. The children of Israel spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Now, that's interesting because the distance from Egypt to the promised land is not that far. You could make the trip in a few hours by car. But it took the Israelites 40 years to get there. And I know what some of you ladies are thinking. You're thinking if Moses hadn't been such a guy, if he would have stopped and asked for directions, he could have gotten there a lot sooner. Okay, I'll give you that one. That's a good joke. But the truth is, the Israelites were never lost. Not for one minute during that 40-year period were they ever lost. They were right where God wanted them to be. He was molding them. He was shaping them. He was changing them, whether they realized it or not, and most of the time they didn't. And the point is that all of those twists and turns in the road, all of those delays, all of those detours, all of those hardships were part of God's grand design. He was using those things to teach his people, and he could be doing the same thing with you. You think that all the struggles you've been through is proof that God is not working. I want to tell you something. All those struggles could very well be proof that he is working. He's working on you. And the sooner you start learning the lessons he's trying to teach you, the sooner those problems might start to let up. So here's the thing I've learned. Everybody wants the quickest route out of the wilderness. Everybody wants a shortcut out of the wilderness. Let's get out of this pain as quickly as we possibly can. But it's not the quickest way out you ought to be looking for. It's the best way out. And the best way out is often straight through. Because God is working 
on you. He's trying to teach you. He's trying to help you. He's trying to make you a better person. So if you're in a difficult situation now, don't ask, how can I get out of this problem as quickly as possible? Because often the option there is to quit. That's the quickest way out. But it's rarely God's way out. Instead, you should be asking yourself, what is God trying to teach me? And then learn that lesson as quickly as you possibly can. Now, I've already said this today. I'm going to say it again because I don't want you walking out of here with a misunderstanding. There are many things in life. It's okay if you quit. There are many things we do, many things we get involved in that are not very important at all. Many of you probably ought to quit some of the things in your life that you're doing because you're too busy. You're too maxed out. You're too tired all the time. You should quit some things. Even Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time to keep and a time to throw away. So don't walk out of this building today and say, oh, the preacher told me today I can't ever quit anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that perseverance is a virtue that God honors. We live in a culture of quitters. We need more people with a heart to go the distance. We need more people who don't want to play the role of the victim. We need people who will honor the vows and the commitments they've made in important areas of their lives. People who will still be standing when the dust clears. At the very end of his life, the Apostle Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've remained faithful, and now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. Listen, the prize, the championship trophy, is only given to people who finish the race. You'll never find a case in all of history where a trophy was ever given to a quitter. It's never been done, never will be done. Today, if you're discouraged in some important area of your life, if you're frustrated, if you're thinking about quitting, throwing in the towel, don't do it. Suck it up. Grit your teeth. Think about your investment. Say a little prayer. And try again. That's what God would want you.